It's a great joy to be in God's house this morning and uh, sure a blessing to look out over the crowd and see everybody that's here. We've got a lot of visitors. We thank God for you. Uh, glad you've come to be with us. And uh, we have folks that have uh, uh, come back that haven't been able to come for a while because of circumstances, and we appreciate all you. And uh, it's just good to have everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. Uh, got a great crowd, had a great crowd in Sunday school, had a great Sunday school lesson. We appreciate that. And uh, boy, it's just such a blessing. I, I just can't express it. Uh, I don't have words to express uh, how thrilled my heart is to see everybody that's here this morning. And I thank God for his tender mercies. Have scripture I'd like to share with you from the 55th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Starts out with the word ho. H-O. Ho means behold. Means look. Pay attention. At the, the writer uh, here, Isaiah 55 says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Then he asked the question, Wherefore do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and ye eat that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Isn't that a wonderful scripture? Let's all stand for a moment of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us be in your house this morning. Uh, thank you for letting us enjoy Sunday school, and thank you for letting us even enjoy seeing people come in, even as we got to speak to many of them, and some of them we haven't gotten to yet, but uh, our eyes have seen them, and our hearts is rejoiced that they're here. God, we, we praise you, and we thank you for everyone that's come. Uh, what a blessing, and those even that's uh, watching and listening on the live stream, we pray that you touch their hearts and help them this morning. God, bless us and help us to have a, a spiritual a hallelujah meeting this morning, God, and let bless our sister churches this morning. God, we pray as the choir begins uh, to get ready to sing. God, please bless our choir this morning. We ask you these things and praise you in Jesus' name. And amen. Sit down. We'll turn service over to our choir and our choir.
199. Sean, before you start the next one, I just have to read the last verse again, because it says it's, and now my hope, hopes are bright. Yeah. I praise him day and night, Amen. and how he could change me. I don't know how. Right. I have no idea how that happened. But praise the Lord, it's done, and the victory is now mine. Amen. And it can be yours. Yeah. I feel like when you get to heaven, there's going to be this ribbon, and I'm going to run into the victory of the heaven and be happiness forever and ever. Glad to be here.
That's real good uh, choir singing. What a blessing to be in the house of the Lord this morning, hear those good songs and feel the Lord move. And uh, again, we appreciate Sunday school. Thank the Lord for it. And again, I want to say thank God for everybody that's here this morning. And uh, I want to say just a few words and then we'll move on. I've just, uh, I've had such a blessed week and I just want to thank God and praise him for it. And uh, many things that I could uh, count, but a couple or three things I want to mention uh, Lynn and I had the uh, opportunity to uh, talk to Mark Hunter on the phone, and uh, it was a spiritual time. When we got off the phone, we uh, even commented, Mark commented, uh, felt like we was in church. The Lord just blessed us in our conversation. And then uh, had a similar experience with uh, Preacher Richard uh, Barnett, and just, just had a great time. And then uh, yesterday, I had opportunity, uh, I met... Uh, uh, preacher Larry Head. We met up in Finley and had lunch together, and uh, it was a very spiritual time. We just uh, we talked, and the Lord moved, and and we had a great time. And so, uh, I just uh, I appreciate God being able to move in our lives and and touch us and help us. And uh, God's amazing. And uh, so I'm glad to be here this morning. And uh, let's all stand for just a moment. Everybody has unspoken requests, just show it by raising your hand, and uh, many of those. Uh, now, if you have a prayer request or a testimony on your heart before we come in to pray, uh, you say what's on your heart. great report and a great prayer request remember those anyone else appreciate you mentioning that for prayer and let's certainly remember that our prayer requests uh, got another prayer request here. Uh, I'd like to mention this. Uh, Elmer Harp's granddaughter, Beverly Collins, is very critically ill. She's got cancer. And uh, we need to pray for Beverly. And uh, we're glad to have Elmer Harp's great-granddaughter, Carol Lee, with us this morning. And she shared this with me and uh, wants us to uh, pray for her mom and so let's, uh, let's take her to the Lord in our prayers this morning. Anyone else? Remember that. Remember that. Remember that. And uh, even though we haven't been coming in the altar like we used to in a big group, it's because of circumstances and because of COVID, uh, we can still pray. And uh, 
if you've got it on your heart to come in, there's a few comes in, you still feel free to do that. But mainly, let's take our prayer request to the Lord. Let's pray that God would speak to the hearts of the lost this morning. I appreciate that God's been saving people, and uh, God's able. God's able to save everybody that's lost. And uh, if we'll pray and God's Holy Spirit will knock at people's hearts this morning, uh, and I'm, I'm sure he'll do that. He's been doing that. And if we'll just ask him, he'll do that again this morning. And then when God speaks to people's hearts, it's your turn. It's your, it's your move. Uh, it's your choice. And so let's pray for God to speak powerfully to people's hearts that are lost this morning. Also, if there's some here that are saved, have been serving God like they should, we need you in the battle. And this is a really a battle. And uh, all of God's people uh, need to be in the battle, serving the Lord. Okay. Anything else before we pray? Amen. Amen. Well, I tell you what, uh, I believe you just took a great step getting your joy back right there because I could feel it when you spoke. And I appreciate you. And uh, uh, just something as simple as saying I'm sorry to the church and, and I, I want to get back in and do my part and want my joy back. That's important. And I, I, I appreciate you. That touched my heart. So remember that. Anyone else? Pray for Sister Lois. Yeah. Somebody else? Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Bless your heart, buddy. Amen. 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 Yeah. Josh, I'm proud of you, buddy. I appreciate it. And I felt that too. Now, we've had two already that's made great confessions, and that's touched my heart. Let's give them applause this morning. And uh, I appreciate you. Glad you renewed up down there, and glad you come and shared that uh, with us this morning. I appreciate you following the Lord. See, the key after we renew up, after we rededicate, the key is to follow the Lord. And uh, Paul said, when I would do good, evil's present. Every time we start to do something for the Lord, Satan will try to block us. He'll try to hinder us. He'll try to stop us. But the thing about it is, if we purpose in our heart to obey God, Satan cannot stop us. And so I appreciate y'all. Thank the Lord for you. Anybody else before we pray? Yeah, man, that's not getting in the way, buddy. That's good. All right. Uh, I could feel that when Jeremy said, I don't want to get in the way. Uh, boy, everything the Lord's in, nothing in the way of that. And uh, I want you to pray while the youth group comes. Uh, follow the Lord. Mind him this morning. And, and you know, we kind of get used to being in a, a little pattern of things. I think God changes the pattern sometimes just to get our attention partly. And so everybody mind the Lord this morning while the youth group sings. I'm telling you what, if you need to come to the altar, uh, you know, I mentioned a little pattern sometimes. So, well, the preacher preaches and we have an invitation song. And if anybody wants to come to the altar, they can. I want you to know God's the one that makes the invitation. That's through the power of the Holy Spirit. And whenever God calls you, that's time to come. If you feel like coming to the altar while the youth group sings, you're welcome to come. Obey the Lord.
say anything? No. Okay. I just felt like I needed to apologize to my church. I haven't been living the way I should. Sure following the way I need to. And I feel like just getting off God's path, I needed to get back on. Hey, man. Boy, <laughs> praise the Lord. Let's give some applause for that. That deserves applause. Hey, man. We thank the Lord for Kristen. Thank the Lord for that move, that humble testimony and confession. Well, I like the way our service is going this morning. People following the Lord and stepping out. I thank the Lord for you. Boy, I appreciate that. And now, if y'all want to sing some more, go ahead. Do what. Any rest of you want to say anything? Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. And our world is in that place. And Amen. That place, sure is. Amen. We stand and we do the next right thing. Amen. Amen. Right Amen. That's true and that's good. All right. Anybody else got anything on your heart before we pray? you have a prayer request you want to make, honey? Anybody else? All right. Everybody will wants to come in, pray here, can pray back there, and we'll ask Brother Carl Atkins to lead us in prayer. Help us, Lord, we pray. God bless us. Please help us, God.
come together in one accord and humble our lives and our God lift our Savior up that those that are in need this morning God might see Jesus and realize the need that's in their life and come to you while they got life and opportunity for God time's running out on all of us we pray our God that our people would be ready when the time comes and God my Father I pray now that you just bless in every effort and bless our preaching brother and those that sing whatever's needed in this service God you know the need and you're able our God and I pray that you just bless and get with everything you got Father in this service that somebody might come to you and Lord just use us for your glory in Jesus holy name we pray Amen Amen Praise the Lord boy good prayer appreciate it good testimonies and good confessions and Good moves, good singing. <clears throat> Who'd have a, another song on your heart now if you do? Somebody's got a song to sing, come follow the Lord. I appreciate the young people singing. I did a good job. And uh, if somebody else got a song, uh, whatever God give you, do that. Anybody have a song? We'll wait just a thought. I don't want to tarry too long, but just give you a chance if you got one. All right. If you don't have one, just pray very earnestly. Uh, I'd like to look into the book of Romans. If you'd like to look there with me, I want to start in the fourth chapter of the book of Romans. You want to say something? Okay. All right. Follow him. Help her, Lord. Right. Yeah. Bless your heart. Well, I appreciate that, and we're sure glad to have you here with us this morning. The reason I came down here a little bit uh, from the pulpit, I was wanting to hear you. I could tell you very sincere. I appreciate what you said, and glad you're here, and glad you said what's on your heart this morning. Now, anybody else got anything, song or testimony? Okay, pray very earnestly. I want to tell you. Okay, uh, I want to tell you what uh, the subject I want to preach about before I read this morning. Uh, the text I'd like to use is check your account. And uh, there's a number of accounting terms that are in the Bible, and a number of them are in this 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th chapter of the book of Romans. And uh, check your account. See what you've got. Uh, to just use an example, you know, if you have a checking account, uh, you'd check the totals. You'd see what checks you'd written and what deposits you'd made, and uh, you'd see what's in your account. What can you do? What will it do for me? And so we actually have two accounts. We have one account that is directed to our soul. We have another account that's directed to our life. And so I want to read here, uh, and I'll 
draw your attention to these accounting terms. Check your account. Uh, see what you've got. So uh, here in the fourth chapter uh, of the book of Romans, I'll start at verse 1. You pray very earnestly. What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. And now listen. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Now, that word counted, you have to count up and see what you got. But here it was counted for him. It was counted to him for righteousness. So, see, uh, the Bible said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And back here in Romans 3.23 said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So let me make it clear. Uh, works won't get the job done. It already said that uh, here as we started. Uh, by the works of the law is no man justified. You can do a lot of good deeds, a lot of good works, and, and uh, you uh, can't put anything in your account. It won't fit. But let me go on. Let me read verse, verse 3 again. For what saith the Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Now, you can find that in uh, the 15th chapter of the book of Genesis. You can find that account if you like to study it and go more. Now, verse 4 said, Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace but of debt. And so if you're working, trying to work your way to heaven, uh, then it's counted of debt. But listen what the problem with that is. Uh, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Now, back there in that verse 4, where it said, Now to him that worketh is a reward not reckoned of debt, uh, of grace, excuse me. Now to him that worketh is a reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Now, the word reckon. Uh, now, we use that word, it's, we've kind of misused it in the day and age we live in. If you say, well, are you going to go out and eat after church? Well, I reckon. That uh, means I guess. That's not the real true meaning of the word reckon. The word reckon uh, means uh, when the accounts are all totaled up, uh, what the bottom line is, that's what's reckoned. If you were uh, measuring your checkbook and you uh, added everything up and you uh, took all the, the deposits and all the outgoing expenses, when you got your bottom line, that would be the reckoning. And so when it says here, what saith the Scripture, Abraham believed God and it was counted him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace but of debt. And so if you're trying to work your way to heaven, uh, you're going to have to pay your own debt off. Uh, there's an old song that they sang, uh, uh, talks about, uh, and I like it this way. Uh, there was a, a, a debt, I, I, I had a debt I could not pay, and Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. He's the one that paid my debt off. Uh, what, what is uh, I'm depending on today, now you pray. Uh, boy, I've got a heavy heart today, and I've got a big burden. I, I'd like to get where I can preach and preach powerful this morning. Uh, check your account today. Uh, see what you've got. Uh, when I was just a young man, I got saved when I was 12 years old. And a little later on in life, I hadn't been serving God like I should. And uh, I got thinking, well, I don't know if I'm saved or not. Uh, you know, you can get in that spot. And uh, I, I got down on my knees and I began to pray. I began to check my account. I wanted to see what I had, Eric. Uh, after I'd prayed a little while, uh, God moved and his Holy Spirit moved in my heart. It took me back. 
got to the time when I got saved and I remembered where I was at and I remembered what I got Roy and I knew I had what I needed in my account. Uh, boy, I'm telling you what, well, what do you have in your account, uh, preacher? I've got the grace of God through the shed blood of Jesus. Uh, God, God gave his son to die on the old cross uh, that I could have salvation. Well, now, let me go on down through here. Uh, even David, verse 6, even David also described the blessedness of man unto whom God imputed uh, righteousness without works. Uh, another place, uh, David said, uh, blessed is the man to whom God will not impute sin. Uh, uh, to impute means to be put into. If you made uh, a deposit uh, to your uh, savings account, uh, you would have imputed the money to your savings account. Uh, but listen here, I want to get that and explain a little bit. Even as David describeth the blessedness of man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. Uh, here's uh, what really happened. Uh, I want you to get this. The Bible said uh, Jesus Christ was made sin for us. Uh, uh, he uh, didn't uh, just uh, come here and walk around and do nothing uh, uh, and blame. Uh, I can hardly comprehend uh, how he was made sin, but I believe he was. I know he was because the Bible said he was. Uh, he was made sin. This man who had no sin uh, uh, took my sin and all of yours uh, and he was made sin for us. Uh, what does that mean? It means my sins were imputed to him. They were put on his account. Uh, so that his righteousness uh, could be imputed to me. Uh, uh, he, uh, what a trade that was. Uh, boy, what a God we've got uh, uh, to give us a, a deal like that. Uh, I took all my sins, Mike Nichols. Uh, I took them to the cross uh, and shed his blood, uh, Ronnie Martin, uh, so I can have my soul washed in the blood of the Lamb, saved by grace. Uh, I'm glad, Paul, we got a, a, a soul-saving God like that. Boy, check yourself. See what you got now. Where I, where I told that when I checked my account, I found out I was safe. I've had a lot of people in my lifetime as a pastor that's come to me and said, Preacher, I think I might have got saved a long time ago. Sometime I'd ask them, oh, well, can you remember it clearly? Can you go back and can you remember what happened? Sometimes they say yes. Sometimes they say no. I'm, we've seen a lot of people come to the altar and get saved and said, I thought I was saved a long time ago. But when I really got to checking it, I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel secure. I didn't feel like I had what I needed to go to heaven. I'm telling you, if you have got what you need, your account's full. Think about this. Jesus paid my debt off, and he gave me what I need for time and eternity. I've got what I need to live by. I've got what I need to go to heaven by. Over in, Let me go over here in a later chapter. I didn't think I was going to get this this quick, but I need to get it right now. Over in the 8th chapter of Romans uh, the 18th verse, it said the Spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That's how you check your account. Uh, get a hold of the Spirit of God. Uh, God knows what you got. And listen to this. It said and if children uh, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For here's that word again. Paul said, for I reckon... I've put all other facts and figures down. I've checked it all. And Paul said, I reckon that the suffering of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Uh, when everything's been looked at, uh, when you've checked it all, when the Holy Spirit's witnessed it, I know I'm going to heaven. 
Uh, you know my favorite little saying, uh, Jeremy, uh, I know that I know that I know. I'm glad I know, Sean. Uh, uh, and uh, when, I, when I got up from the altar, when I was just a boy, boy, I had a good pastor. But I didn't have to ask my pastor if I was saved. I had a good mom and a good daddy. But I didn't have to ask mom and daddy if I was saved. I got what I got, and I knew I had it. Let me tell you this. When I was a lost boy, let me tell you a little bit about my experience. When I was a lost boy, and I come to church, and I heard the preacher preach, and one day it got my attention more than it ever had before. I heard the preacher plenty of times. Uh, didn't have any personal impact on me, Josh. Uh, but that day, uh, it really got to me. And you've probably heard me tell this before. On the way home from church, uh, riding in the back of that old uh, car, uh, going out Elida Road. Uh, we lived out on East Town Road then. Uh, I said, Mommy. And she turned around and said, What, honey? And I said, Mommy, uh, do you think the preacher was talking to me today? Uh, boy, uh, mommy was quiet for a little while. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think she shed a few tears. Uh, Carl, and she answered me with great wisdom. She said, honey, it's not so important what I think. What do you think? Boy, I could feel that reach way down inside. I'm the one that needed to know if the gospel was reaching me. I'm the one that needed to know that God was speaking to me. And so, Mommy, I thought, boy, I wish she wouldn't have said that, but she said just what God wanted her to. Check your account. See what you've got. Let's go on down through here. Uh, this uh, word again. I want to go back to impute. God, God imputed righteousness without works. Does that mean you shouldn't work? No, if you're saved, you need to work for God. But it means that you can't work your way to heaven. You can't do good deeds and get saved. But once you get saved, you need to work for Jesus. Let's go on down through here. And go says, uh, uh, then verse 9 said, Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only? Or upon the uncircumcision, talking about Abraham. Also, for we say, uh, for we say that faith was reckoned. Uh, see the bottom line. Uh, that's that's what tells the tale. That's the whole story. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned? When he was in circumcision or uncircumcision? And the answer is not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. And I, I went back and checked this. And this is very interesting. If you go to the 15th chapter of the book of Genesis in verse 6, it said Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. That's in the 15th chapter. Well, it's over in the 17th chapter before he ever got circumcised. And, and then I've had people tell me they thought Abraham got saved because he took Isaac up on the mountain and offered him to the Lord up there and found a ram caught in a thicket. They said, well, I think that's from Abraham. No, sir, it was not. Uh, it was in the 22nd chapter of Genesis before he offered his son. Now, he didn't kill Isaac, but in his heart, he was willing to give him to the Lord. And, and God stayed his hand. The angel told him, said, don't do the lad any harm. Abraham looked around behind him. There was a ram caught in the thicket. Abraham already knew. He said, God will provide himself an offering. He provided himself an offering. Uh, you could take that two ways. He provided himself an offering in the person of that lamb, but he provided himself an offering, his own person. He provided Jesus Christ as an offering for my sin-sick soul. Boy, when I check my account, it's full and running over. It's full and running over. I've got enough salvation to take me through life. 
and take me all the way uh, to the street of gold beyond the pearly gates. Woo! Boy, praise God. Uh, my account's in full. Well, preacher, are you bragging on yourself? No, because I didn't do one thing uh, to put anything in that account. But Jesus, when I trust him by faith, and I'm gonna have to take my time a little bit, but I'm not done. You pray real hard. Stay with me here. Got a few more things I need to get. Uh, when God filled my account up, he did it uh, by his grace. What does grace mean? Well, that's unmerited favor. That's unearned favor. Uh, uh, grace is given to you by the love of God. It's because God loves you. Well, how do you get grace? You exercise faith in God. Uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And over in Ephesians chapter two, it said, uh, for we are saved by grace through faith. And that's not of your works, lest any man should boast. But then he goes on, said, we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And, and people make a lot of mistakes. A lot of people I've talked to trying to work and measure up something so they could go to heaven. It will not work that way. But once you get saved, then you can work for Jesus. And so you just keep praying. Now, like I said, now I want to go over here in the fifth and sixth chapter for just a little bit. It won't be too long. You pray real hard. Over here in the fifth chapter, verse 17, said, for if by one man's offense, and that's talking about Adam, Adam's sin. Blaine talked about that in Sunday school this morning. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Death was in charge. Uh, much more they which receive abundance of grace. That's talking about that unmerited favor. That's talking about getting saved. More, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one. Jesus Christ, when you get saved, you get to start reigning. Somebody said, boy, I'll be glad when Jesus comes and we get to reign with him. Well, praise God, he's already come and I'm already reigning with him. He's the king that sits on the throne of my soul right now already. I'm reigning in life by one Jesus Christ. Well, let me get another verse that goes along with this. Uh, down here in the sixth chapter, uh, go down here in verse 10. Well, let's get verse nine. In verse nine, chapter six in Romans, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. Boy, death don't have any dominion over Christ. He died, but he raised from the dead. He got victory over death. But there's more to this. Boy, this is a good story. This is a good account. It said, verse 10, for in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Stay with me. Boy, this, this is enough. It ought to make you shout. He goes on down here, said, likewise, Reckon, see, getting down to the bottom line again, this is what it all adds up to. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. In other words, I got saved, I died out to sin. I was raised up in newness of life in Christ Jesus. It goes on, uh, so to be dead indeed to sin, but alive through God, unto God through Jesus Christ. So I've died out to sin, I've been made alive in Christ Jesus. Well now, listen to what verse 12 says. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Now, now we're getting to the part you've got an account in your life. Uh, what does your life's account say? I'm telling you what, I'm not perfect by a long shot, but I try to live for Jesus. Uh, you're not perfect either, but are you trying to live for Jesus? Here's the point. Uh, somebody is watching your life. Somebody is looking at your life. Are you being a light to folks around you? If you've been saved, you need to be a light to people. You need to be putting some good things in your account. 
not to go to heaven, but to help those around you. You need to be a life. You need to be a voice. You need to be a testimony. Your account needs to be filled up with good things. Listen, we're all going to die. Oh, preacher, we all know that. Why did you say that? I want to make a point. Uh, I want to live for God as long as I'm here. And when I'm dead, I want to have done something that keeps on helping people. Uh, I, I, I'm so sad when people uh, die and their families say, well, uh, they, they might have been saved, but they might not have been. I just don't really know. Uh, I'm telling you what, uh, when I die, I want people uh, to know when I've left here, I want them to know that I'm a child of the king. Uh, like what uh, Siegel Newport said one time, he said, if they ever start prosecuting people for being Christians, he said, I want them to have enough evidence to convict me. Think about that. If they prosecuted people for being Christians, I want to have enough evidence they can convict me. So listen, uh, check your account and see what you got. Now I want to sum up and get your song ready. I want to sum up a little bit. Uh, if you're here, uh, what have you got in your account? What's been imputed? What's been reckoned? What's been counted? Is Jesus Christ in there? You might not understand all those words, but you know the essence of what I'm preaching today. I believe it's that simple. If you've got Jesus Christ in your soul, that takes care of the rest of it. And so today, I want everybody to stand. I want to say this, and then we'll let them sing. I believe somebody here is lost, needs to get saved. I'd like to ask you to come and pray. I believe some folks is here uh, that's needing to get in church, you know, like these other folks has done, has confessed and repented. I believe we've got some more people that's saved and needs to get in and do that. I expect we've got some folks here that's kind of on the verge. Am I saved or am I not? Well, listen, I'd like to ask you today to come and pray about it. God can let you know. It's not enough just to think you might be saved. I had one man say, I'm 99% sure I'm saved, preacher. I said, that's not enough. That 1% might get you. You need to know that you know that you know. So I'm going to ask you to step out and come with me, and let's go to the altar and pray right now while we sing. Bless your heart. Let's get down here and pray, honey. Let's get down here and pray. Come pray, church. Pray. You just ask the Lord. I was wretched and as blind as could be, but then my Savior in love gave me peace from above. Yeah.
sickness needs to come. I feel it. I believe God's reaching down for you. Will you reach back to him? Please come. Please come. Please come. I was lost. Yeah, Lord. That's where I was. Amen. If you're not saved, that's where you are. Amen. Amen. Boy, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for this good move. We're going to let you say whatever you feel like. Just tell what's happened to you today. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to be back in a church. It's been a long time. Yeah, right. Um, my mom is really sick. Right. It's bringing me to church. It's, it's, it's getting me up. It's moving me. It's Help her, Lord. I'm moved. And I just... I need I need to be that light. I need Amen. to try and be that light for sure. her too. Amen. That's good. I gotta catch my breath. That's, That's all right. Whew. You're doing great. You're doing great. But yeah, I just um, I need her to be okay. Sure. Well, did you ask the Lord to save your soul this morning? I did ask Him to. I've got a, I've got a lot of. Um, he needs. I need. I need to pray for a lot of forgiveness. Sure. Did you feel like the Lord saved you? I did feel. I, I did feel like my heart was going to explode into a million pieces. Feels good now, though. It does. Eight million. Thank the Lord, boy. I appreciate that. Let's give applause for that. Let's pray for Carol Lee, and let's let's really pray for her mother. And I thank the Lord that she's come and followed the Lord this morning. You can go back to Lynn if you want to. Uh, hold on, just a minute. We're going to have another song. Uh, I praise God for this good move, this testimony of salvation. But my heart's really, really heavy, and uh, I believe God's speaking to a multitude of people this morning. I want to make this invitation like this. Uh, sometimes I'm very specific about what I'm talking about and what's on my heart. I might miss what God's saying to you. You might just need to come to get some things cleared up in your own mind. And if you don't want to say anything after you pray, you don't have to. We ask people and give them a chance, but we don't twist their arm. I still believe there's folks here that's lost that needs to get saved. And I believe there's folks here that's been saved that you know you're not where you need to be with God. And the devil's saying, you're not too bad. You're better than so-and-so. God didn't tell us to compare our lives to so-and-so. God told us to measure our lives by the Word of God. It's not enough to just be a so-so Christian. You know God wants your very best. I'm not perfect and you're not either, but I'll tell you what we all have that we can give. We can give our best. If you're saved today, are you giving your best? Let me ask you, do you remember a time in your life in the past where you had a lot more joy and you was doing a lot more things for God than you are now? If you're like that, then you need to get back where you was when you felt all that joy. I know we're not on the mountaintop all the time, but we can be in fellowship with God all the time. I believe there are some folks here this morning, I'm not trying to judge anybody, that's just the burden I've got in my heart. That's why I'm sharing it with you. I believe some folks this morning are here that needs to come and renew their covenant, rededicate their uh, life and their purpose to God. Again, I believe there's people's loss needs to come. Whatever it is that you need to do, do it. And, and, and the door of this church is open if you're here this morning and God's put it on your heart to join this church, you're welcome to do that. We're glad to have you. 
What's the requirement, preacher? Well, first of all, you've got to know you're saved by the grace of God. Uh, we'll go on from there. If you come and want to join, we'll, we'll discuss the rest of it. But sing us another song, and whoever needs to come, please come right now. Please come right now. Please come. Please come. Obey the Lord. Let God have his way in your life. Be happy with the Lord. God can help you. Are you willing to take his help? God can help you. Do you want his help? Are you willing to take his help? How wonderful it is when God cares enough about us to reach out for us. I've talked to people before and I kind of felt like going to the altar, but I didn't know if I'd fit in. I didn't know if I'd, I didn't know if I'd really fit in that church crowd. You don't have to fit in the church crowd. When God does a work in your life, God will put you where he wants you to be. He'll fit you in. You don't have to make yourself be something you're not. God will make you be what he wants you to be if you'll come to him and allow him. Would you come and pray about it today? Just come and pray about it today. If you're not where you need to be with Jesus, why would you want to go away from here today still not where you need to be with Jesus? Why would you be willing to do that? God loved you so much, he gave his son to die on the cross, raised him from the dead. And just like Abraham, believed God and God imputed it, put grace in his account, in his soul. That's what we're talking about. Boy, he made a, made a new creature out of Abraham. He did that for me when I was lost. He'll do that for you. You don't have to tell about your past sins. They're none of my business. God already knows them. We're not interested in your past sins. We're interested in you bringing them to God and God washing them away. Would you just come? Why not? Come on. Get in. Obey the Lord. Go ahead and sing another verse or another song. I, I, just, I just can't quit yet. I just can't quit yet. I just, I just don't feel like it's time to quit. I believe somebody else is needing to come. Would you come on this morning? Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Somebody come. Whoever needs to come, come. Praise God. He's able. Praise God, he's able. The fact that this house is full proves God's able. Obey the Lord. God and uh
I didn't think to ask Sister Carol Lee when she was up here, but I went and asked her just now. I said, now that she's saved, uh, would you like to join church to be baptized? She said, yeah. Could I hear a movie receiver as a candidate for baptism? Right, we're moving secretary. Everybody raise your hand, and uh, we'll work it out. Uh, we don't have a scheduled baptizing, but we'll work it out together, uh, get it fixed. And got some more that needs to get baptized. Got quite a few, actually, so maybe some more of them can get baptized then, too. Anybody else got anything on your heart right now? If not, just sit down for a minute. Turn over to announcements. You going to read through this one, or you want me to read through that one? If you're going to do it, that'd be great. If you don't want to, I will. There will be a graduation party open house uh, June the 12th uh, from 12 to 5, and that'll be here at the church, and that's for Emily Hendrickson. So we'll announce that some more. Uh, young adults, May the 1st at 6.30, and that's at the Hendrickson's house, 2580 Hadsall Road. Uh, bring money for pizza uh, and pop to share. And there'll be a bridal shower for Taylor Goulet. It's Saturday, May the 22nd uh, from 12 until 2 in the fellowship hall. Uh, please RSVP on a list in the foyer. Taylor is registered at Walmart, Target, and Amazon. And upcoming revivals, uh, April 30th through May 2nd, uh, David Barnard uh, will be in revival at New Haven, uh, so that's this coming weekend. Um, that's going to be at 7 o'clock in the evenings and then Sunday morning at 11. And then uh, May the 2nd, uh, Mike Jackson will be here at church with us, be preaching for us, so that'll be next Sunday morning. Uh, May the 13th, 14th, and 15th, that starts at 7 o'clock in the evening and then at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning, uh, Denny Hunter and our pastor, Terry Brock, will be in revival at Hebron, uh, which is down the other side of Columbus. Uh, so remember that. Uh, on May the 15th at 2 o'clock, uh, Trey Brock will be in a youth service at Riverside Missionary Baptist. That's in Pleasant Plain, which is down east of Cincinnati. Uh, May the 17th, uh, our pastor will be starting a revival at Riverside, and that'll start at 7 p.m. Uh, every night. And then on May the 20th, uh, Trey Brock is going to be in revival at Brindle Ridge, which is down in uh, Mount Vernon, and that starts at 7 every night. Um, and that's all that's on here. CJ's got an announcement. <laughs> Um, this coming Friday, Lord willing, the youth group's going to travel down to Cincinnati to New Haven um, and be a part of that revival. Um, our plan is to meet here at 4.30. Um, so if you can come, please come. It'll be a good time. Please come in your church clothes. I know that that'll be pushing a lot of people's schedules um, if you're working or have school that day. So um, if anything, just bring your clothes with you and you can change when you get here. 
Um, also, um, if you know, you're not able to be here until like 445 or 450, just send me a text and let me know and we will wait for you. So remember that. And then also pray the halls. We're not going to do it out in the fellowship hall because there's going to be a shower out there. Um, so if you want to be a part of pray the halls, meet up front. Um, and Chrissy and Koo are going to take care of that today. And also Kelsey's shower, I don't know if he said it, it's in the fellowship hall following the service. appreciate those announcements. Uh, let me uh, make a couple of uh, additions. Uh, that revival that uh, David Barnes is going to be in at New Haven, uh, on Friday night it will be at 7, at Saturday night it will be at 6. And then uh, uh, when Trey is in the, the youth meeting at Riverside uh, Missionary Baptist Church down near Cincinnati, that's going to be a 2 p.m. service, a 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and that's a youth service. <clears throat> they said it's for all ages, but they list it as youth service. And so <clears throat> I don't know if our youth can. Uh, you know, I don't know what their schedule is, but uh, they'd uh, uh, love to have you come down there for that youth service uh, on the 15th. And then <clears throat> when I'm in that revival at uh, Riverside starting that following Monday, starting the 17th of May, and that's 7 o'clock each night, uh, I'd sure be blessed if you all could come down there too, not trying to pressure you or anything, but if you could come, you'd be more than welcome. And so think about those things. And, yes. Okay. Uh, Linda said, and I think Brother Barry is the one who put them on there for us. Uh, all those dates are on Lima Missionary Baptist's uh, webpage, so you can get on there and check them. And so let's pray. We've got a lot to pray for. We've got a lot to pray for here. Uh, God's been saving people, and I just thank God he has, and people's been renewing up, and I thank God that's the case, and God's been blessing them. At the same time, we got a multitude of people that I'm still burdened for. Let's don't let up or give up. Let's just keep pressing right on into this, okay? Anything else before we come to close? All right, I'll mention this. Uh, most people are familiar with how we've been dismissing, but I'll say and just remind everybody. We let our deacons go to the back, and uh, after we have a dismissal prayer here in a few minutes, uh, we'll let the deacons dismiss the congregation from the back. <coughs> Excuse me, a row at a time. That keeps from having a big crowd kind of bunched up going out together in, in the foyer. And also, they've got offering plates back in the foyer. If you want to put something in the offering, you can do it back there. And so, thank God for you being here today. Thank God for every person that's come. Unfortunately, uh, with the way things are now, see, I used to go to the back and shake hands with everybody as went out, and I could see all the visitors and chat with them a little bit. I, I don't try to do that. I just stay up here until a little later. I want you to know I appreciate you being here, and I thank God for you, and I hope you'll come back. Hope God's blessed you. So anything else? All right, if not, we'll ask everybody seated to stand. I'm going to ask Brother Neil to pray dismissal.